All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, everybody. Another week, the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. It's your boy, Wanye, here at uh, Nation HQ. We've got Jay, the Squire, here as well as Bag Milk. We are uh, starting off the show this week with real heavy hearts uh, for everybody. I'm sure you know by now there was an awful tragedy this weekend in, with the Humboldt junior team from the SJHL, the Broncos, and uh, 15 of their team and coaching staff passed away, and 14 folks were injured as a result of a bus crash in rural Saskatchewan. So, trying to figure out how we could help, the hockey community has rallied around. The GoFundMe page for the Broncos has crossed the $5 million mark. Close to six now, I just looked. Yeah, Close insane. to six, which is, just, I mean, four days later, that's uh, it's an incredible outpouring of support, and we... Uh, launched a fundraising shirt as well and saw incredible support for that as well. We sold 5,000 shirts in one weekend. In under 48 hours. We, uh, it was insane. The mission, I think, and this goes to like anyone who knows that this event happened, which I think is everyone, this has become a global thing. But I think when you heard that the event happened on Friday with not much details, but hearing that the news was going to be tragic... Uh, waking up Saturday morning, a lot of people felt uh, pretty sick to their stomachs when they heard like what actually happened and the fact that so many you know good young lads lost their lives uh, due to a bus crash. Um, I know myself and, and Bag Milk, we, uh, we got together on a group text and just 
talked about a way that we can do to kind of talk to the community to see if we can ourselves raise some money uh, and you know spread the word and thoughts and prayers of you know this tragic event. And so we launched these shirts, like Wanya alluded to, and with you know with the hopes of selling 500 or a thousand. And uh, really quickly, everyone kind of just jumped on board with support. And you know we're looking at our at this online store we have, and it's starting to melt, which I didn't know the internet could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we ended up selling five thousand shirts in under forty eight hours, and we're going to be, you know, raising right around a hundred thousand dollars to this, you know, very important cause. Uh, and so, very proud to be part of such an amazing online community, you know, and the hockey community, and it even goes out another rung further, like the whole sports community. And as Bag Milk, you know, can attest, you know, riding the bus is an important piece of sport. It's aspirational, you know, when you're a kid wanting to go play in junior to get on the bus and do the bus trips and all that crazy stuff to actually being people who could do it and realize the bus is supposed to be a fun, a safe place. Yeah, I mean, like like the Squires, so we were talking about it on the weekend. And uh, if you've ever played any sport at any level, chances are you've gone on a road trip on a bus. Um, as soon as I saw it Friday night, all I could think about was hoping for the best. Um, I know that they had reports early on that the news was going to be bad, but you know, you always hope for the best. And then when you wake up, you know, Saturday and find out just how bad it was, we kind of didn't really have a choice, but to do something and to use the platform we have to try and make a difference and try to help. And, Obviously, money can't bring back what people lost, but hopefully the money we raised can help ease some of the other problems that are going to follow on this. And we, like I said, we didn't really have a choice, but we had to do something. Um, That's part of what makes the nation great is the community that we have. And when we posted the shirt on Saturday afternoon and the article on the site, um, all I asked from our community was that, if this isn't your thing to buy a shirt, please help us just by sharing it and spreading the message. And uh, the nation came through, as as they always do. And uh, it really is an attestment to the amazing community that we've built. Um, we got support all over the country, all over the world. Um, we were very busy on Saturday, like, like Jay said, with the store. Uh, I was setting up different countries to ship to all afternoon. We were getting international requests, so we were trying to navigate that as best we could. And I just want to really say thank you to everybody that kind of supported us and jumped on board and made it, turned it into what it is. Um, we're just getting started now. Yeah, the real work's about to begin. Everyone's like gone and you know shared, you know, got jumped involved and shared with their wallets to support this and like. Shout out to Johnny. Like we had a group text going about like, okay, we have to do something. What can we do? What's this going to look like? And What's Johnny the- is our Nation Gear supplier, Print yeah, Machine, so a local John- company. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Print Machine. You know, once you know, I got a hold of him. He jumped on board immediately. Uh, like like us, not knowing what's going now. Like Johnny's got the daunting task of having to print five thousand shirts, which he's equipped to do. It's amazing, and like he's open to do it. Like it's just he just jumped all in. Like I said, I, I called him this morning. I said. Johnny, you're not going to believe this. We got 5,000 shirts to print and he was super excited, but we know like this is, you know, he's got to, this is going to invest a huge amount of time for him and his team. So we're super thankful to have them. And then there's the, 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 the shipping of this. So, you know, I told like Johnny's already done enough. He's getting all this stuff made. So, 
you know, we're going to go and reach back out to the community and, you know, have a little shipping event here in the next, you know, 10 days or so uh, where the pint has stepped up and it's going to host all of us, feed all of us, you know, and we'll, uh, you know, try to, you know, do this crazy task of getting all this stuff out because it's important for those people that spent this money to get, you know, it's important that we deliver on this promise. Uh, like the money, making the donation is the easiest part uh, of this because we can just go online to that uh, to the GoFundMe page, which is like I said, that's six million bucks, and go make that donation. That's the easy part. So now these people that supported, now we got to make sure we uh, do everything we can to support them now for this. So super cool how this all came together. It's such a tragic event, uh, but it's amazing how like we could all just bound together and actually like do something that moves the needle a bit. You know, it's. We can't solve, we can't fix, we can't invent the time machine to, to avoid this shitty circumstance. All we can do is lend help when, uh, you know, the help was needed. And, you know, this is just a, a drop in the bucket. But, you know, globally, the community's gotten together. And, you know, there's no sum of money that's going to fix this. But all we can do is it, it, it can definitely provide some support to the, the affected families, the, the injured, the community of Humboldt, uh, and all that, like, this is a team now that doesn't have a team. They've got a like, and these players who passed away are going to want this team to live on. So like, there's like, you know, there's a lot of support that needs to be thrown their way. So uh, it's really cool to see how everything got together. And we, you know, got to play a really small part in it and just shout out to the whole nation community. You guys jumped on board like this, like crazy and just blew our minds. And uh, yeah, it's uh, amazing to see for such an unfortunate thing. Uh, if you're if you're hearing this as well, we will put a call out in a little while to get some help uh, when we do have to move these tees. Because as you can imagine, five thousand shirts is going to be um, it's going to be a big job. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it right, and we're going to make sure that these go out. And like Jay said, everybody that spent their money, we're going to make sure that you get your stuff as quickly as possible. So stay tuned for some details on that. We're going to put a call out to get some help here in the in the coming days. I think one of the reasons, like, this became, you can see with the outpouring of support, that this became much larger than a Humboldt thing very quickly, right? And it was uh, bigger than junior hockey thing very quickly and yep. bigger than hockey thing, bigger than hockey in general thing, I think, quickly. People who are in amateur sport or in low-level professional sport, you, you know, everybody thinks about riding around on the Lakers jet or flying air oilers in the private plane, but the, the reality is most athletes, particularly younger athletes, are spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours riding around on lonely roads on these team buses. And whether you play football or baseball or basketball or really any sport whatsoever, if you're, especially in Canada, on any sort of traveling team, you can identify with these guys. Right. We, I mean, we've all spent time on the bus, right? It doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter what level you're at, what sport you I'd just play. like to point out in a non-funny topic that I have not spent one second on a team bus ever because I was never good enough to be able to go on a team that went anywhere. But most people have been on a team bus, yes. And it's one of those things where you're there with your buddies and you're making memories and you're kind of locking your relationships in for life. And that's probably one of the greatest parts of sport is spending those weekends those road trips those long hours with your buddies and kind of making memories and to have all those guys robbed of that and then the ones that are still with us having to deal with it the rest of their lives is tough and um can't say enough there's no words really to describe what they're going through um and like jay said we're just happy that we were able to do even a drip in the bucket and use our platform for good and try to help 
Yeah. So, well, hats off to you boys, right? Because it was easy to. I remember when I woke up on Saturday morning and saw the text from you guys. I hadn't even heard about it, and there was already uh, a plan in place, and you guys were springing into action. So, credit where credit's due. And thank you, as you said, to all the nation citizens who shared the posts. Um, I follow an account on Instagram called Nutshots. Nut dot shots. It's exactly what you think it is. It's Nutshots. And the moderator, moderator, and I are boys, and he was reposting. You know, and he's not even from Canada. And I think like that sort of shows the universe when it's uh, into the meman community, who are generally were some of the dumbest people on the internet. When when Nutshots is rebroadcasting your message, you've obviously uh, you've, you've got a good good product there and a good message to get out there. So, well done to you guys. We'll take a break. Back after this on the Real Life Podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group, join the family. Coming back, Real Life Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Jabba Machinery. Marin, I hope you're having a good day at Jabba, working hard every day. Make sure people have equipment in the field to do all sorts of interesting things and build things and, you know, actual work of value to society, unlike us. We appreciate you sponsoring the podcast so we can get the word out. And I heard this weekend that yours truly will be getting a Jappa hoodie sent his way. For reals? Yeah. Man, you're getting free brum. You're getting hoodies. You've changed. Oh, I'll take it. You've changed. I'll take it. Give me free stuff. What a world we live in now where you're just collecting and raking in free stuff. <laughs> and you said I would never amount to anything, school counselor yeah, in grade exactly. seven. Take that, standardized tests. <laughs> I snuck one through. We, yeah. were at, we had the, uh, the 10th anniversary nation party on the weekend. Speaking of what a world we live in. I am still feeling the 10th anniversary party on the weekend. So yesterday, the Oilers signed Cooper Marodi to a three-year entry-level deal. It's about time, said absolutely nobody on earth. <laughs> So he's the guy that they got for the pick that was acquired for Pat Maroon at the deadline, blah, blah, blah. They signed him yesterday. And all joking aside, it's time to stock the cupboard in the AHL, and he's a very good depth prospect. 100%. My problem, of course, is that my hangover was raging yesterday after the 10th anniversary party, and an article that would normally take me about 30 minutes max to bang out, I was staring at that thing for at least 90 minutes. He's two years into his ELC. You're still like, hmm, I wonder wonder what, (laughs) how am I going to shape this? Yeah. What am I trying to say, really? I put words together. Gord knows they didn't make sense. Well, I wheeled in after the game. And thank you, Oilers, for winning. That was nice. And then thank you for the guy doing Molson Cup points at Rogers, still giving Connor first star on <laughs> Sedin's night. It was good. I'm like, here we go again. They're going to give the joint first star to Daniel and Henrik, ruining the sanctity of the Molson Cup standings. And then they still gave Connor first star. Or back-to-back Art Rosses. We'll talk about that in a little bit, and that's amazing. But uh, So I come into the pint after that, so I don't know what time it would have been, 11, 11.30, and it looked like the video for Thriller. Like, there were zombies lurching around that place. <laughs> Everybody had, like, half a bottle of tequila in their eye. It was, uh, you boys were doing it big. It was, it was, it, it, this event had such a good vibe because it was, we weren't celebrating the team because they're having a shitty season. We we're actually just celebrating uh, a milestone of a community, and uh, it was like 
It was just good, positive vibes in there, and everyone was just having like such a good time. Everyone was having a great time. We gave away some of the most absurd prizes we've ever given away. Our friends at Pro-Am, they were kind of like, here's a list of things that you can have. What do you want? All of it. Yeah, pretty much. My personal favorite had to be the Corey Potter signed picture that we gave away. And when the winner came up, they're like, holy hell, is that Corey Potter? You're damn right it's Corey Potter. <laughs> and it was just fantastic. We just had so many random things to give away. I'm thinking uh, we had Mike Comrie signed. I saw too. that. It was a good-looking print, too. It was. We had uh, Anders Nilsson signed pucks. <laughs> who He actually was the goalie on record for the Canucks, so it was a nice little tie-in. But it was, uh, yeah, it was just a great night. It was a really positive environment in the pint. Everybody had a great time. Met a bunch of awesome people. Um, raised some money for Hockey Helps the Homeless. And, and for Humboldt. Right, they were taking and, uh, uh, donations at the door, and uh, we just had a great night. We had a, it was one of those nights where it was really fun to be part of this community, and we just turned a bad season into a great time. Yeah, it felt special. Like where you know events in the past this season, like we're we're all invested in the game, and they lose, and we're just like, meh. This one didn't matter. Sure, they won, and it was great, and it was exciting. It mattered to me. Well, I, I guess yeah, you're right. It did matter. I was telling I, everyone it was going overtime. Right for the record. I was terrified of having to eat a can of beets in front of a room full of people. Was I was sort of planned with the Pint Kitchen staff of how they're going to put that together? He no, I just... BYO Beats. The beets were there. Oh, yeah. They are present. Oh, yeah. Can was there. I brought it. You BYOB bead? Be- oh, yeah. Bring your own beets, bro? Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm, of course. BYOB And uh, the plan was that I was going to sit up near the DJ booth and eat them had I had to. Are they cooked? Oh, no. Oh. You're eating them raw. Oh, yeah. You strain them. Canned, yeah. You pour them in the bowl, a little salt, a little pepper. Away you go. You beet cast. Gross. Well, no, uh, the, the beet cast part. I, I know how to eat beets. <laughs> 10,000 people watching live. Yeah, no. Okay. So that was a really, uh, needless to say, I was happy that the Oilers won the shootout. I didn't have to do that. You know, we'll do a show or a couple shows or 10 shows, you know, reviewing the seasons. I don't think the time to dissect it is here. But to your point about a disappointing season, I would argue that Connor winning back-to-back Art Rosses is a better season than when the Oilers would go and lose in the first round to Dallas or Colorado. And I, I would think, disagree. I, I think that there is a way, it's much rarer, having a captain who's 21, who's got back-to-back Art Rosses. Only person to do it since Gretzky. It's very... It's, uh, it, wasn't it Yager? No, he won four straight Art Rosses, but uh, Connor's the only person to win back-to-back Art Rosses before 22 oh, since Gretzky. Oh, wow. So is it a disappointing season from a team perspective? Yes. Do I still have my hockey news sitting on my coffee table that says we're going to the cup? Yes. But for all these people that are online going like, the decade of darkness isn't over yet. And it's just the same as when Corey Potter was trying to quarterback our power play. <laughs> he it's was like, the answer. It's not, though, right? And it's, I, I think that for our own sanity, we need to sort of buck up a little bit here and realize that it isn't as dire as the Boo Birds would suggest. I would say it's more frustrating because Connor goes out and drops 108 on the league and we can't even squeak into the playoffs. Or yeah. get close to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, hooray, we missed the playoffs. I, I'm simply saying that it's not as dire as everybody would have you believe. And yeah. I don't disagree. We've got to celebrate Connor. But I'm yeah. just like, it's, it's, we've now, we've got, we've got McDavid. So, like, the time is now. Yep. So, like, wasting a year like we did, neandering. And not even showing up to the dance is uh, it's a wasted year from a team perspective, but I don't think it's a wasted year from an Oilers fan perspective. And I it's think a wasted it's year for Connor. Think about Connor; well, he I, wants the, he wants that cup. Yes, I don't. Just, I'm not saying we should have purposefully missed the playoffs. I'm simply trying to find a silver lining. 
That's I, been our job since 2007 is finding the silver lining. Oh, yeah. Well, back-to-back Art Rosses is a fairly oh, it's significant fantastic. silver Connor lining. Connor McDavid is an individual Edmonton Oiler. Fantastic. Perfect. So good. So Nuge good. on a line with McDavid. Unbelievable. Very positive and looking forward to next year. You have to think they're going to keep them together next year. If they don't, they're nuts. They're nuts. Nuts. Those two, somebody on the party, and I wish I could remember what your Twitter handle was because it made a lot of sense to me at the time. Admittedly, I was about 18 cocktails deep at the point, but <laughs> he said to me, Connor McDavid will make anybody on the ice better, but Nuge is the one that makes Connor better. And I like that a lot. And when Nuge was out those two games, he didn't look the same. And I'm going to give my boy Nuge some love and say that those two are smart. They know how to play together. And for me, that's a positive going forward. Yeah. If Nuge... So, McNuge stays next year. Nuge is healthy for 95% of the season. Nuge is putting up a record year. Guaranteed. He would have put her up a record year this year, but fucking cracked ribs. I'm holding you accountable at some point, Braden McNabb. Don't take that as a threat because I'm not threatening you. But you broke his ribs and ruined a career high season probably. I mean, the guy had 24 goals and missed 20 games. He tied his career high. Nuge is great. I love him. Shirelli, if you trade him, I'm quitting the nation. I'm going to go live in a yurt No, somewhere. don't quit. Don't yurt. Have you seen that Diet Coke ad? It's like, that's maybe you want to yurt. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. I'm going to go yurt uh, somewhere. Millennials love yurting. <laughs> I think that it's going to be an interesting offseason, right? I mean, I, I do agree with you that there is obviously a lot to be desired from this season on the whole. But I'm interested to see what the Oilers do because it's not like we're laden with prospects and able to piece together a bunch of trades, you know? But at the same time, the time to win is now. And we've been of the team mentality for so long of we're trading away players to get back draft picks. I think it's time that we have to reverse the flow on the old Ghostbuster machine and send some draft picks out and send out some prospects that are really good and put together some folks. I don't think that the UFA route is going to be the way to fix this team. No. You can't build the team with UFA because no. you're overpaying and it's just, no. yeah. Like, you, you, you plug a hole with a UFA, yeah. you don't build a team with a UFA. Yeah. Looking at the roster right now, you could argue that they tried to build too much of it through free agency. I, I would mean, agree. Big Sicar- Daddy Looch. Big Daddy Looch. Yeah. Horrible season. Yeah. Uh, worst since 2008. Wow. Uh, Sakara robot leg now. Yeah. Uh, he's tied up long-term. Russell, say what you will about him. I actually don't mind him as a player. The contract's too much. All three of those guys are UFAs, and now they're making big money when you know that limits the space for what needs to be done. you got to plug holes via trade or otherwise, and now they don't have a whole lot of room to do it. There's an interesting article. I think CBC or someone, they're interviewing Lucic. He says, I still have a lot to give. And I believe him. Right? I think that Lucic will have a bounce back the year next year. Lucic is a guy who, first of all, looks like he's always wearing hockey equipment even though he's just very Those jacked. shoulders are like, what is that? When I, when I first saw him signing, remember they had him in front of Roger's place? I was yeah. like, why is he wearing his shoulder pads yeah. to a press? Oh my God, that's just his neck, <laughs> right? I think that neck is going to have a big chip on it next year, even the adjoining shoulder, and uh, he's going to come back with something to prove. And I think a guy like Lucic with a score to settle, as opposed to maybe a guy like Lucic who believes his own press a little bit this year, I think a lot of Oilers fell victim to believing their own press. He's a pro, and I think he will bounce back next year and have a better year. He just has to go back to sorry, baby. No, go ahead. Uh, He just has to go back to the basics that what made Luch Luch. I think you know he he saw some success and then maybe I don't know if he altered his game, but he's just got to go back to ground and pound, and everything is just going to fall back into place. Like we saw in Calgary. Yeah. If if Luchich doesn't score and it happens, guys go through droughts. You better be out causing hell. 
Well, Luch is only a fifty point a year, like fifty point a year guy. So like he's not going to score every night. So like as long as he's present in every game, doesn't have to be on the score well score sheet in the sense of penalties. Sure, um, he's going to be fine, and then he's going to go back to like default back into that like you know Lucic that he was like when he was getting into league breaking the league. Uh, you know, in 2007, 2008, 2009, whatever it was when he came into to Boston there and did good. It's time to go back. Go back to basics, Luch. You can do it, I believe. And clearly the article Wanye was referring, uh, referencing was the one I wrote at withersnation.com today. Nope. It's not up yet. Oh. So you haven't read it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referencing an article from the future? Here at Oilers Nation. We get Oilers Nation two days in advance. Yes. Uh, I agree. I, I know Dan behind us is going to be rolling his head. He's not a big Luch guy, but... There's no way he's going to be this bad next nope. year. I refuse to believe it. No. His career shooting percentage, if you count this year, is 13.7. This year he shot just over six. Wait a minute. What's bigger, 13 or six? Exactly. And then mm. he had one goal in, I think, his last 95 shots. Yeah. It's not going to happen again. No. And how many times did he have a wide open net, hit posts, oh. miss the net entirely? Yeah. I just feel like next year he's going to have – he just needs some confidence. Yeah, he just got, he's just got to go reset and clear his head because you could tell he was in his head. Oh, and yeah. never – you know, we got to think about what we want to talk about too because never has in the history of sport has someone in a prolonged slump been crapped on a bunch more and that's what turned him around. Right? <laughs> no one's like, you know, I was really down on myself midway through the year, but everybody shitting on me all the time really changed things for me. Because I looked at myself in the mirror and said, these guys think I'm twice the piece of shit I think I am. I'm going to teach them a lesson. I think Lucic has to come in after a resetting off season. Be humbled a little bit. Humbled, right? Like you look at golfers, right? Golfers every single week, I watched the Masters this week, you know, they have to reset after a bad tournament. Right, a guy like Roy McIlroy goes out, and he like he basically he could have had that turn if he wanted to. He put up a slightly higher than usual number. They have to reset. The amount of times athletes have to reset in the season, I think, is really interesting, right? Because you can have a I had an off game reset, I had a bad week reset, I had a bad road trip reset, and how mentally strong you are and what you can kind of turn the page on and get over with. That's something every athlete in every sport has to have the ability to do. You have to be able to turn the page. Draw a line in the sand and say, that was that last year. This is this year. And a guy like Milan Lucic, who has literally steamrolled his way through every single obstacle placed in front of him en route mm-hmm. to winning a cup, mm-hmm. has the ability, one would hope and think, to change. Like, if you're super in your head and shattered and trying to rebuild yourself to reset, like, hockey and, like, basketball and baseball, there's, like, a constant rhythm of games you have to go back to. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It is. It's not easy. Uh, like, we're in golf, at least. That tournament's over. And then it's a whole new tournament, or they've got a week off between tournaments. I'm not yes saying no, I mean, I'm not saying it's easier, yeah. but if you're a golfer, you're probably in your head like I keep snap hooking the ball, mm-hmm. and so I've been snap hooking the ball yeah. for six weeks. Right? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. They yeah. they do it, but like yeah. like what I'm saying, like I I would almost say it's easier for a golfer to get out of a funk than someone who's playing like day to day to day to day because it just gets compounding because mm-hmm. you're trying to repair yourself. You then go make a mistake the next night, and it just snowballs. So it's it is tough. You have to be so mentally tough uh, to be able to 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 to, to turn the page. And reset, and like that's what makes the great guys great because they actually can do that pretty yeah. quickly in a you know in a high frequency season like hockey or baseball or basketball. Well, look at Connor, right? I mean, so the Oilers will analyze it for the next four months. But one of the things I think that killed their season was they got off to a bad start. They believed their own hype, had a collective sophomore slump, and then by the time the quarter pole of the season we'd reached, they were already out of it. 
Now, who bounces back the fastest? Connor. Why? Because he's Superman. So he had a bad first quarter of the year. He had mono. He had the kissing disease. He had, plague. He had that's what they got in World War Z with Brad Pitt, <laughs> whatever it was, right? He was only a point-of-game player. Only. Only. But he, cream rises to the top. So he rebounded first out of everybody and ultimately had the strongest year out of everyone and t- showed Kucherov how he got those teardrop tattoos in prison. Yeah. Guys who are slower to bounce back. Right, guys like Lucic, perhaps who didn't weren't able to find their rhythm again this year, they can go into the off season and hopefully go through the process of sitting down with Moro's brother, whoever mm-hmm. he trains with in L.A. You know, drinking a bottle of gold tequila or whatever these people do, and get you know put it behind you. But he'll have those tools. One would think that got him to where he was in the league that he should be able to go away in the off season and reset. One hundred percent. The way I look at Lucic is he took a lot of shit during the year. For me personally, I'm just going to, all right, let's clean slate it. He's not going anywhere, so let's not pretend like he's going anywhere. Let's try and build these guys up. And let's try and move forward and yeah. hope that he has a great bounce back year next year. And uh, to talk about your to talk about getting in your own head, in yesterday's exit interviews, Cam Talbot talked about, admitted he was in his own head. He was in his own head for a lot of the year. Back 20% of the season, he started to look more like himself because he started to get some bounces. Maybe something hit the post. That would have gone in. He got kind of some breaks, and that's kind of what turned it around for him in the later stages of the year. Obviously, he didn't play great still, but you have to hope that there's a lot of players on that roster that are going to have kind of that bounce back after a reset, after a break. Go to Cabo for a week. Drink the memories away. Can I go to Cabo for a month? Go for a month. Can I go to Cabo for a month? I would yeah. love to go to Cabo. I'd like month. to turn the page on Milan Lucic's season. <laughs> yeah. like, I need to reset myself. I'd, I'd like to go to Cabo so that Milan Lucic can remember what he's about. You know who's counting the seconds? And we've already mentioned his name, and I'm also going to add another name to it. Well, a couple of names, I guess. But uh, to the start of next season is Nuge. Yeah. You've got to think Nuge is excited. Of course. He's, he's, he's happy with how he's playing. Him and Connor are just amazing. They're going to go to the Worlds, and they're going to do some oh, shit there, too. Oh, they're just going to light Denmark on fire. And Ty Ratty. Yeah. I think that, I think if there's some more silver linings we want to try and find, I think like we found a cheap winger that can go on that line that can now allow us to build up what dry settle needs so we can have two crazy awesome lines. So I think you've got this, you've got that, that first line is counting the seconds for puck drop and already planning next season right now. My boy, uh, my boy pool party. He could probably use a break right now. <laughs> he needs a little bit of a reset. Is he is he playing in the world? Uh, I don't know. Actually, did you see the? Photo? Did he get the invite to the worlds? I guess. See, that's the, a better question. Maybe. Did you see the photo of him meeting the Sedins? <laughs> no. Oh, you did it? No. Was oh, it on man. Instagram? Yeah. So yeah, it's on the Oilers Instagram. I'll find it here when we go to break. But like, all the Oilers are lining up to say hi to the Sedins in like their pregame workout <laughs> gear, and Puliyarvi just has like this look in his eye, like he just escaped from prison, and he's about to go and grab a Sedin by the. He's, anyways, he's a funny guy. You were at the game on Saturday. Yeah. What was the vibe like in there with the Sedin thing? Dead. Really? Dead. Yeah. I mean, people were happy for the Sedins. I think any self-respecting Oilers fan that can recall them coming in here and picking them apart. It was classy, right? They got their applause and stuff like that. But, you know, the lower bowl of Rogers stopped showing up about February, right? And, you know, maybe everybody was at the nation party, all the good drunks or wherever it was. But it was real quiet in there, I found. Really? Fair enough. Well, I think, you know, your earlier point about a disappointing season. Oilers fans have been called upon a lot here to shoulder the burden of this team financially. And what is it, a 6% season ticket increase for next year? I think it's more. I think it's like 10 or 8 or something ginormous. Yeah. 8. And so that being sent out in early March was slightly tone deaf, but yeah, okay. Hey, by the way, 
8% increase. Yeah. Hit me in like training camp when I'm excited. Hit and... me after like a push notification when Connor gets a hat trick. Like, yeah. click here if you want your tickets to go. Woo, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> hat trick, hat trick. Not March 3rd, like mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Get that. But so I think that there's there's been a little bit of that, you know. And then also, obviously, with the Humboldt thing, the others were classy and had some, they, they changed the scoreboard so that they were the uh, Broncos and the Oilers logo and stuff like that. So that sort of had a, a, a quiet night. You know what was really cool is actually in the Winnipeg-Chicago game is all their last names are Broncos. The every, whole game? Every game, every player. They played the whole game. First time. Normally they do that like for warm-up yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They had Broncos as their name marks for the entire game. Now, that would be weird if you didn't know what was going on. Yeah. To just get a flash of like... Is everybody on those teams named Mr. and Mrs. Broncos must be thrilled. All their kids made it onto two teams. That's unbelievable. Oh, what about the announcers, too? That's the easiest game they've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Broncos to Broncos. Yeah. yeah. Or, or did, were they, I guess they must have done it without just knowing numbers. That's even more impressive. Yeah. I wonder when the NHL will release the totals, because I know the teams are all contributing to the Broncos thing as well. I wonder what kind of cake they're going to get from the nhl from that i'm yeah. curious to see when that comes out it should i, I would expect because like there's 31 teams so like it's and they've got access to some dough so even if they oh all, like teams themselves are making yeah donation yeah yeah well, i think the 50 50 if i recall correctly is like 120 at the game so 60 from there so, so no no 120 if you win 120 that means 120 is going to oh yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. So that, and then the Oilers came over the top, I think, with another twenty-five grand or something. So, you know, good chunk of change being sent down. So, once again, goes back to the hockey community, like everyone just getting uh, getting involved. So, good, good for them for doing that, making the fifty-fifty uh, go to that was a classy move. Yeah, and so I mean that could explain why it was kind of quiet, right? I mean, you've got they they did get their perfunctory applause at the end, and everybody shook hands, and the referee shook their hands, and that was all classy and whatnot. But uh, definitely wasn't the most excited. Uh, atmosphere i'd ever heard we'll take a break we'll be back got a lot more to talk about the best of the week the worst of the week here in the real life podcast sumo jerky.com what is sumo jerky.com let me explain it for you that what it is is they scour the globe for the best beef jerky including rare brands and small batch jerkies they try all the jerky and review all the ingredients to make sure everything meets sumo jerky standards they ship the best jerky to your door every single month you eat delicious beef jerky and praise the internet computers for getting it right friends don't let friends buy gas station jerky go to sumo jerky jerky.com sign up today and if you don't like beef jerky i bet you your mom likes beef jerky i bet you your dad likes beef jerky everyone likes likes beef jerky it is the perfect gift to get for father's day mother's day graduate even valentine's day sumo jerky.com make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at sumo jerky and check them out at sumo jerky.com we're back real life podcast brought to you by sumo jerky.com bag milk it arrived this month i saw some content I saw it on Hockey Fights. How are we dealing? What was the subscription this month? There was a, there was this chili one. I don't remember exactly what it was called. Oh, the Maui was, Ghost? Maui Ghost. Oh, that was the yeah. one. That Pineapple one. and the ghost pepper? I was mm. all over that one. That one was great. I also liked the Hangover one that had, like, it was, like, emulating a Caesar. Well, I yeah. guess it was America. It was a Bloody Mary, so it had, like, tomato and celery salt in it. Like, it was, it was good. It's weird, man. Like, Sumo Jerky is a bit, it's a subscription for beef jerky. So we go and source them all and send you all these really weird jerkies every month. And, like, 
I don't know. I ate my gas station jerky. It was like hot and teriyaki if you were in Saskatchewan, and that was about <laughs> it. But it's weird, man. Every month, different stuff comes. It's quite cool. It's amazing how there's all these little beef jerky companies out there yeah. making delicious food. I love craft stuff, and like you know, like the level of thought of and hipsterism that went in behind all that. It's just it's it's cool, and it's almost like a chip flavor. And it's just like the beef is just like the transport vehicle for whatever flavor you're eating. Yeah, exactly. But it's weird because when it arrives, it's like six bags. I'm like, well, this will last us weeks, and then an hour later, like. Hey, you want to go to the gas station and get beef jerky? Yeah, you can't stop it. Yeah. just because it's sitting in front of you. Like, I got to eat all this. Yeah. I would live off beef jerky if it was like a thing that wouldn't give me scurvy. It's very paleo. You, could, you so call yourself could. keto. That's oh, keto. Keto is, the, is mm. the term in the industry we're using right now. It's the Atkins diet of 2018. Yes. The, it, what was it? Tybo of 2018. Mm, scurvy is sexy, 2018. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What was the guy who did Tybo's name? Billy, Billy Blanks? Billy Blanks. Yeah. Billy something, I knew it. Unbelievable. Shout out to Billy Blanks. Probably been a long time since you've been shout out. You deserve it, buddy. Oh, he doesn't care. He's sitting on his island he purchased. <laughs> I called it Tybo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well done. And he's sitting somewhere in a golden pile of coins laughing about the diet fat. Like the Atkins diet or whatever it was. Remember that guy? Yeah. Like Subway had it on their signs. Like Atkins diet. Atkins friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And everything had like an Atkins rating. It was, uh, it was in the lexicon for a bit there. I have nothing to back this, but right now beats are a thing, and I'm saying I started it. I don't give a shit. Matt Henderson did the well, math. You do. <laughs> well, I did beats. many. Yeah. Actually, Matt Henderson did the math on Saturday night. He figured out I ate 15 kilos of beets this year. Jesus, I'd like feel? to see. I'd like to see on this table if this table can even support it. What 15 kilos of beets would look like? Yeah, because what 15 kilos of beets is roughly 35 pounds. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. It's, it's, do you feel good? I feel good now I don't have to eat them for six months, yeah. Right. No, there was no difference aside from just like a rumbling stomach at 7 a.m. on the nose every single time. Oh, the old 7 a.m. express. Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Oh, hey, Mrs. Bag Milk. <laughs> the beats are always on time. Always. You could set your watch to it. A red fog of death. So are you going to do anything? <laughs> a red fog. Are you going to do this again next year? Yeah. What? Yeah. I think I might just do wins and losses. Why not? So you're going to eat beets after every Oilers lost forever? I'm going all in with the Oilers. Wow. When they suffer, I suffer. And so, when they win, I drink beer or something fun. I'll here, do something so fun. So here's to an 82-0 and o season? Here's to an 82-0 and o season. Oh, man. Well, D- uh, Dan's in the room. We can't get him on mic, but like, nod if you're playing and wearing shorts till forever. What? Oh, yeah. We're stupid people. So forever. So is this a 500-pack, Dan, or is this a wins and losses? It's going to change it up for next year. But yeah, Dan, shorts, because uh, Nation Dan's been wearing shorts while Bag has been eating beets. Yeah. 180 days. 180 oh. days. Oh. Four <laughs> legs. I, like, we were in Calgary last weekend for the, the Nation trip down there, and it was like minus 15, and Dan's out there in his shorts, and it's it windy, wind. and we're waiting for the bus for like ever, and I'm just like, all I can think about is poor Dan. I also have to, I'm sorry, Dan, I have to say this. Dan is also wearing a Vegas Golden Knights hat right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just really rattling to me. There is I, that going I, on. And I, I applaud everyone who's, who's around this table, because the minute they saw it on his head, they all <laughs> made the right comment about it. Yeah. Uh, so Dan has uh, jumped on the Vegas bandwagon yeah. here for no, the playoffs. No, no, he's been a fan for years. <laughs> fan for years. Dear, dear friend, dear, dear friend of the dear team. Dear friend of the team. Yeah. So I, I, I'm sorry, Dan, but the Kings are going to eliminate them in the first round. I appreciate the effort of trying to be a Golden Knights fan, yeah. but uh, now, yeah, not happening. In fairness to Dan, a he went to Vegas and saw oh, of the course. game. Of course, we got to get. Hey, 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 I know. If you're not breaking balls with your, with your fellow teammates, then are you really I'm a team to begin with? A conversation about Tiesto's girlfriend. You'll be excited. Give me 30 oh. seconds here. All right. What I like about Vegas right now is all the celebrity shout outs coming out of the woodwork. 
Tiesto, very famous DJ, his girlfriend. Anyone can anyone can follow Tiesto on Instagram. Bravo. If you love EDM, you follow his girlfriend. Yeah. Just like I follow Beyonce's mom. Because anyone can follow Beyonce. If you're going to follow Tina, then you're really in the Bayhive. However, Tiesto's girlfriend, who is a smoke show, oh, yeah. says, let's, has a photo with the cup and goes, let's keep the cup in Vegas this year. Mm-hmm, no, okay, let's bring the cup to Vegas would have been how I captioned it. But I'm not dating Tiesto. And then Tiesto comes in the comments saying, like, yeah, keep it in Vegas. Like, they've got the best celebrity cosigns already, the damn Golden Knights. You watch. If they go deep, the quality of celebrity they will roll out that's, these games. That's the power that Vegas has. Yeah. And it's, it drives me nuts because we don't have that. But uh, if I'm the Golden Knights, I'm going to every single celebrity that's either in residence or coming through. And I've got two boxes available at games to have them and their other influencers sit in front row. And if they grab it there at the game, they get a check before they leave. The machine around Vegas is so good. Yeah. That I actually think like they've, they've got a shot like becoming the global brand team. Like there's all the original six guys, but this marketing engine and like in-game experience and the fact all the celebrities, because they're already in Vegas anyways, like all these things. They're not going to games yet. Not yet, but it, but it's it's there. Exactly, Once the playoffs is where it, like yeah, it's like how Nashville yeah, all of a sudden yeah. became on the map. The Kings back in the day when Goldie Hawn would be sitting exactly. against the glass with Pat Sajak and a young Wanye would be starstruck beyond belief. <laughs> that quality of celebrity was watching Tony Granado. Actually, you know what? I'd love to see what Carrot Top would do with the logo as like a prop or something. Yeah, yeah. On the yeah. billboard, here's Carrot Top holding up the logo, Golden Knight. It'd be nice. I'd love to like rewind back in the history of Vegas and just show like OG mobsters what Vegas looks like in the future. Like the place where you're burying bodies is going to hold a <laughs> hockey arena in 2018. Like, you kidding me? <laughs> shout out to the Flamingo. Yep. Yep. Shout out to the Flamingo. Shout out to all the mobsters that made a fortune off of Vegas before uh, my boy came through and bottled up his pee and posted up there Howard Hughes and bought the whole thing out. And turned it over to the corporations of America who've ran it with a hundredfold more of an iron-fisted grip on the throat of Vegas since. I don't care about the playoffs. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, man. I don't give a As far shit. as the when the Oilers are out, as far as, like, as it's just a thing that happens. Oh, I watch, I'll watch the World Championships. Oh, you have yeah. to now. It's exciting. Connor and Nuge, World yeah. Championships. Jesus. I don't care about the playoffs. I'm going to be a Blue Jays Nation you know uh, blogger. I'd do a bet with you. Let's see who can go the longest without watching any playoff hockey. Okay, well, easy. I bet you I can go pillar to post. <laughs> I can, 100%. We will say the only caveat is if you're out in public and it's on there, doesn't you count. can be there. You can watch it if you have to. But other than that, it's like, don't watch, okay? So I, I have to intervene here. Yeah. As, you know, someone who is, who is overseeing the enterprise, <laughs> I need to ask some questions about this. Uh-huh. Go on, yeah, go, go on. Now, yeah. bag milk. Yes. Don't you need to write quick hits about... Some of these teams that are playing <laughs> as two content creators, mm. I hate. Swear off the yes, exactly. <laughs> I have to intervene here as one who does not write. I need to make sure they're not disrupting the machine here a bit. I feel like I can write quick hits without watching. I'm talented. Okay. I'm also going to be a Jays Nation blogger. That's my thing. I look forward to this. Yes. As long as the content machine does not get disrupted with this silly bet, I may be able to bless it. How are we going to make sure that we are held accountable to this bet? And what are the stakes? Well, first of all, we'll swear on Connor's eyes. Of course. Which is, to me, the most binding promise you can make. Right. So if we, what do we bet? A can of beets. Well, for me, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be good if Juan has to eat yeah, a can I'll of beets. Yeah, a can of beets if I watch playoff hockey before you in a private setting. All right. You, have to, you have to video it, though, and talk. You got a beat cast? You got a beat cast. 
You don't have to show. No, no, really, that's fine. I can be cast. Enemy. I can be cast. Yeah. I can be cast. What happens if you lose? I don't know. What do you got for me? Uh, hmm, maybe we set the new punishment for him for next year. I think he loves his beats. But maybe. Oh, yeah, I guess. I was going to do beats. I think I'm going to actually take a vote on wins. What do I do after win? Yeah. Beats. Get the, get the nation. Big <laughs> <laughs> old beats. Well, think about it. We'll figure okay. it out. But I will not watch playoff hockey. I can. I, yeah, I have no interest. I'm going to watch the Jersey Shore reunion. That's what I'm into. I'll never forget one year we were at Iron Horse when Dallas won the cup, remember? And Arnett had his toe in the crease, and we were sitting upstairs at Iron Horse watching, and like the whole nightclub was going. We were sitting there watching, and it was the cup run where like toes in the crease were getting goals called. Yeah, called that's what, so when Brett Hall scored against Buffalo to end it, and as clearly right. his foot was in the crease. Sorry, yeah. 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 I don't have any good memories of watching other teams in the playoffs. I'm never like, ooh, that was great. Go Dallas. Right? I was glued. To the Vancouver Boston series, cheering for Boston because you want to be, especially as an other fan, you want to be the next Canadian team to win, of course, or, and, and end the drought. And the fact that Vancouver was so close after we were so close, mm-hmm. uh, I was after glued Calgary to it. Was so close after yeah. Ottawa was so close. Now I am actually concerned that Winnipeg could at least threaten. Concerned, you know, you own pint Winnipeg. You know you're on the verge of becoming <laughs> Winnipeg alcohol rich. I'm pumped about <laughs> the circumstance <laughs> of supporting the fan base, just like you know the nation is pumped to do the same thing for other teams in other areas. I'm, I'm happy like for Winnipeg because I got nothing else. Yeah, they're Edmonton, man. Go for you. Go for go for gold, Winnipeg. I won't be watching, but good for you. Yeah. <laughs> do the thing. You got none of my support and none of my attention, but go on and go yeah, for it. Yeah, if there's it. a quick hit that needs to be written, I will do that. But I will follow Twitter and summarize. That's and right. <laughs> have you ever had a heart of palm? No. Maybe this is what you should have to eat if you watch. So I don't remember how, but one time when we were little, it's like palm tree hearts. It's mm. like a fibrous core to the yeah. palm. It is disgusting. I bet it is. Sounds gross. You want to eat one of those heart of palms? I'll eat whatever. They're sure. in a can? Yeah. All right. Bring so it on. The first one of us to watch playoffs by their own. It's not fair either because I live with Jay and he's going to try and mess with me and be like, what's this? Oh, what's this? Columbus seems to be on. I'm yeah, like, I'm on Team Bay. Ooh. I'm going to try to. Yeah. Mm. See, if there's shenanigans. There could be shenanigans, shenanigans. coming. Here. Well, and so this is a gentleman's bet. Like, of course. If he turns this TV on mid-game and then props my eyes up with that MK Ultra eye <laughs> yeah. sticks, there's nothing I can do about that. No, of course not. But secretly, when I'm sitting there debating if I should watch season four of Nip Tuck or potentially a pinch of, an, of a playoff game, I can't watch the hockey. Exactly. I'm watching Jordy Shore or whatever. Jordy Shore? What's that? Those are the, like the crazy English people. It's like Jersey Shore, but English, and they're crazy. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. They get fired up. And then there's Bama Shore, too. I'm into Bama, Bama Shore. Bama What's that? Oh, like, that's, they're in Alabama. Hold on. Have they franchised Jersey Shore like Real Housewives? You're goddamn right they did. Bama Shore. <laughs> Alabama? They're, yeah. Was ba- everybody just Bama, wearing, Florida. Like, overalls? Bama, Florida? I didn't know Alabama had coastline. Is this it's like a river like a, beach? I feel like it's a river. I don't know what, where they are, but they're, they're, these people are mental with accents. Yeah. Imagine North Saskatchewan Shore if they made that on like the <laughs> accidental beach. It's just like a guy with like, is it Etnies or Etines? Etnies. Etnies. It's like a guy like an Etnies hat on and like a <laughs> jean jacket with a hoodie underneath, yeah. like the Edmonton tuxedo. <laughs> Jacked up truck. Yeah, yelling at his girlfriend. I'd have to get up to Clearview by 6.30 to hit up the gas pump. That's not Clearview, but you get it. Do you go to the gas pump? Polly D, whoever the equivalent is of the DJ at the gas pump, going over to Accidental Beach, <laughs> causing a ruckus. Who's coming to town? Someone's coming to town. Polly D's coming to town. Polly D's coming to town. Polly T, uh, unless it's already happened, it's happening this month at some point. It's going to be at Knoxville's, I think, spinning the ones and twos. Oh, you know I know what it was. Snoop's coming to your bar in Winnipeg. You don't care about. 
Snoop is, is going really? to the pint. Yeah, I never wow. said once I don't care about. You said that you'll bar. care about the Jets going deep. I sure. I, I'm the one who thinks they are going to go deep. You said I hate to admit it. Yeah, that would mean you're not happy. Well, of course, because I'm an Oilers fan. Yeah. Anyways, unlike old Danger Dan behind us, oh. switching allegiances. All in. in with the Golden Knights. The day the season is over, Dan throws yeah. Yeah. wheels in with a Golden Knights hat on, just to spit on all of us and yeah. can't talk. Yeah, can't come back at us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best of the week, worst of the week, boys. This is our feature because we're getting super structured like our good friend Yukon Jack told us to do. Yeah, shout out to you. Actually, you know what? Yukon, I love Yukon and his love of wrestling. Oh, it was WrestleMania this weekend. It was, but when he paints his whole head, because mm-hmm. as a handsome bald man, he just got a lot of real estate to work mm-hmm. with there, and he mm-hmm. just does the whole thing, and I love it. He's committed to his craft. 100%. Mrs. Jack, if that's what you would call her. Fox, too. And I'm like, really? You're into all this wrestling stuff? Oh, it's so cute. Ha ha. He gets the boys involved. I'm like, okay. Yeah, the whole pig boy thing, though. I love it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Shout out to you, guys. He's a pro. Yeah. Pro's pro. pro. Since he told us we needed structure, go ahead, Wanya. Yes. So, best of the week, you others. I say Connor back-to-back Art Ross. Hard to argue. You cannot, you cannot discredit that at all. It's an amazing feat. When did we start to clue in that this was something that was doable? Was he like 10 points back? It was like, because yeah, he was a ways, he was like he was a ways way back. back. We're like, oh, no, he can still do it. He can still do it. But like still, like Kucherov wasn't stopping. And Kucherov didn't even finish second. No. Giroud did. Which is amazing. Yeah. We had somewhere, I was checking my notes here, which oh, consists of beautiful points? mind scribblings. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think Bag Milk was 110. Yeah, I was 110. You were 112 because you were in between. Where the players were. And, and I shot, I was like 114, 115. And you finished 108? Finished 108. So... Yeah. Bag milk, you win. Thank you. Yeah, well done. You know what you win? Jar beats. Hell yeah. Motherfucker. Yes. You should have asked what the bet was before you played the game. <laughs> you know what? Actually, speaking of beats, if you have a gun and mm-hmm. you're listening to this, mm-hmm. I want to shoot beats. Yeah, let's blow some up. Let me go to wherever it is that you have your gun and let me shoot it. You need to let's show the beats. The shooting range we went to that one time. Yeah. You know, like, pull. And then all of a sudden, beats. Beats oh, yeah. everywhere. You got to show the beats. You're not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of you them. You clearly aren't because you've eaten so many of them. Hell you got to yeah. fight back. I think that'd be great. If you got a gun range, hook me up. Yeah, anyone anyway. who's got a shotgun. Let's get. Let's go to that. Where are we at? Remember that fancy gun range we went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk to uh, Gregor or something knows something about that place. We'll figure that out. That'd you take be good. The, the beat cast out there yeah. with their twelve million subscribers. Yeah, I want to get my take on what is a good thing for the Oilers or whatever. The good versus the bad. Connor, yes, I can't argue with that, but that's Wanye. So no, mine is the fact that this season is over. I am so relieved. <laughs> this was such a stressful year. There was the whole month of January. I was so mad with the team. Yeah. It took me a month to deal with it. I stopped going to games from January until last Thursday, uh, the April 5th game against Vegas, which they won. Sorry, Dan. And uh, <laughs> uh, I couldn't be relieved more that it's over. I cannot wait. There's a lot of mo- I think there's some momentum within the room in terms of the McNuge movement that next season is going to be way better. Uh, so that's my positive. My positive was from the party on Saturday. Hmm. We had a guest appearance from one Robin Brownlee. Ah. Dropped by the pint, had a quick drink with Good the boys. You, Robin. And uh, I saw a Nation fan hug Brownlee, and the pure shock on his face was enough to power me through the summer easily. And I'm going to remind him of it every single time he emails me. Hey, do you remember when that drunk guy hugged you and you looked all weird about it? I was there, and I'll remember. <laughs> and you're going to remember because of me. We Best should of the week, go and get Bradley. security camera footage of that. <laughs> it was right at the door, so they have to be. And get like a screenshot of that. Brownlee getting hugged. 
hand, arms down at his side, of being course. hugged by a drunk stranger. <laughs> Just resisting. Yeah. Aren't you glad you started blogging 10 years ago, Bradley? (laughs) This is what the internet looks like. Hasn't it been rewarding? Worst of the week. Worst of the week. You know, there's a a bunch of things you can throw out looking to be positive. Worst of the week for me is that we are not in playoff mode. Imagine we're in playoff mode right now. You know, drunk I be. Oh, yeah. I'd be calling you both babies for being too drunk after the one party on Saturday. I'd be like, we got to get ready. We got 12 nights of getting this drunk in the first round just alone. Playoff mode is the best. Every other day is such a great and sw- it's stressful as all hell. Amazing. But it's so good. The, uh, I remember the excitement of game one last year. Yeah. The office was, there was like a, an energy in the office. And then we all kind of made our way to the pine around three. We're completely greased before the game started. Man, and every two days to do it, fantastic. Oh, remember when we were super hungover in San Jose and we ran to Principe? Yes. On the street and yes. did a photo with them? We're like, we are Oilers. Like, we'd lost our minds. <laughs> we are only like 11 games in the playoff run. We were already overestimating how much our daily routine has to do with wins and losses. Meeting Gene Principe, it was the best. Oh, so good. We, I remember a conversation at the table upstairs with the boys. We were specifically comparing notes on dealing with hangovers every two days and still being productive. Yeah. It was one of my favorite conversations. You, you got to get it yeah, into high functioning alcoholism. Like I'm sure there's some good <laughs> material out there to read on it, but like you got to drink like hard liquor, no soda as mix pop. Oh yeah. No pop. Yeah. 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 This was slash in the eighties level production from our team. Yeah. Minus the drugs. Yeah. Well, heroin anyway. Well, <laughs> yeah. Lay off the lady age during a playoff yeah. run. Uh, that's a recommendation for me. Bag milk, worst of the week? Worst of the week is, you know what? I felt really torn about doing this. This same fan that hugged Brownlee that gave me my best of the week also gave me my worst of the week. He made me and Chris and Cam and actually Brownlee as well sign his Connor McDavid jersey. And I, I, was, I was devastated to do it. Worst of the week goes to me. <laughs> yeah, that same guy, I, I, and God bless him. Every time I went to the bar to go get a drink, he would send. I had a, it took me a while to find out who it was. He would send me a shot of tequila. <laughs> yeah. So he played such a role in me waking up yesterday morning and just feeling the hurt. Jordan Keezer, shout out to you, buddy. Big Nation fan. He's got a Nation tattoo. Shout out to you, Jordan. Oh, one of the best. All he right. said I was allowed to do it because he had five Connor jerseys, and I respect he had that. Five Connor jerseys and an Oilers Nation tattoo. Yes. So. And you missed out on pairing me with him. Bumble.com. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Righan in your liquor store and visit RighanDistillery.com. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by Righan Distilleries. Before we went to the break, we're talking about the worst things that happened all week, best things that ever happened all week to the Oilers, which is part of our new era of a structured podcast. I would like to finish off talking about Coach Todd McClellan, who made some interesting comments at the end of the year regarding the people who talk about the Oilers. Bag Milk, take it away. So basically, to paraphrase Todd McClellan, he said that there are a lot of experts out there. Uh, Well, he kind of... Let let me back up. He said, I appreciate the media for showing up every day so I can see your face. There's a lot of 
experts out there and I don't know what they look like. As somebody who blogs under a pseudonym called Bag Milk and I'm in the shadows like a creepy weirdo I am, mm. I feel like he was talking directly to me. Mm. How do you feel? I don't care. Mm. Yeah. Like, I love Coach Todd. Yeah, Good me man, too. works with uh, Sports Central. Yeah. Went out to Saskatoon with Glutzen. Yeah, right after, the, the basically right after the puck drop, like, or uh, the game ended, went straight yep. out there with, you yep. know, support and, and, and uh, Gifts is such a wrong word. I don't know. Bag full of things to to give to support. To try to brighten the day. Like he he did what a good Saskatchewan boy would feel the need to do. I think. Yep. Though lots of respect for Coach Todd. Always good Sasky boy. Hell of a suit game. Hell of a head hair game. Thick head of hair. He joins the ranks of Mac T and Rennie with Oilers Silver Fox coaches. Craig Simpson. Oh yeah. Well, he's never Silver Fox, so he has a good head of hair. Yeah. Come on. I feel like McClellan gets a haircut every two or three days, too. He yeah, looks he, great. Dropped he, a lot of pounds this yeah, year. Yeah, he's felt. He's keeping a good hair, tight, tight hair game. And oh, he's yeah. on the Ron Lowe diet of stress and gum. He actually went to the gym. Yeah, you got to think he's been stressed and annoyed with the season that, oh, I'm sure that, that was. He was also talking like a coach isn't going anywhere, too. Which I think is the right call, I personally. Yeah. Now, I, to his point about not being able to look people in the eye, I laugh. Because as the chief Wanye officer of the Nation Network, I'm privy to a lot of our conversations in other markets with NHL teams. And there are a lot of NHL teams who actually want to work with independent websites because they look and realize that mainstream media, particularly the printed word, is shrinking. And they understand that the hundreds of millions of hours a year spent on the Nation Network reading about hockey is a benefit to the game, not a detriment except for our local friends with the oil drop downtown who think that this is North Korea and they can somehow control the internet. And, you know, there's a reason why you don't look any bloggers in the eye, Coach Todd. There's also a reason why blogging reports a lot of the Oilers content in this city is because there's a real demand for it. We're not allowed in the building. We're allowed to look at the building or pay to get into the building. I think if they knew who we all were, we wouldn't be allowed to pay to get in the building. When I talk to my friends who are secret moles inside the OEG and they have a list of people that talk to the nation a lot that aren't allowed to request songs on the scoreboard or vote in on things like the level of pettiness approaches hilarity. And the fact that we just continue to grow and grow is a testament to the fact that Oilers fans want to know more about the Oilers, regardless of what the Oilers think themselves. Yeah, I've heard from somebody that works at the Oilers that they are specifically told not to interact with us. Yeah, so so. You know, Coach, infinite amount of respect. Infinite. All the respect. And I bet you if you told him that's why there were no bloggers in the room, he would go, huh, and then do something about it. Yeah, because he doesn't give a shit about bloggers. Oh, no. No. You know who gives a shit about bloggers? Petty little dipshits who have double letter names who are in charge of PR, who don't understand how anything works, and who would be the vice president of Blockbuster as the doors close, crossing their arms defiantly and going, see, I told you there was no threat from the internet, right? Like we have in the network, down, I'm thinking just off the top of my head, down in Flames Nation, Ryan Pike is in the room all the time. Uh, at Canucks Army, we have Ryan Beach and J.D. Burke, both credentialed by the Canucks. Good working relationship with them. Yep. Um, Lakers Nation, we have three guys in the room. The yeah, Lakers, man. Sometimes the video crew, like, well, I shouldn't say travels with the team, but they travel. Like they're, 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 they get access all yeah. around the, the league, so that's, it's amazing. And that's the Lakers, one of the most valuable brands in sport. But who's really figured it out is the OEG. They've really got a handle on how you should treat you know, independent media online. They know better than the Lakers. Whatever. It's all good. You know what? This, this, we're doing this because we're creating content for you know, this community that we think that, that we're a part of, and that's kind of why it's allowed to get to where it is. So it's Whatever we, 
if 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 they if they want to box us out, fine. You know, it's it's that's fine. We had an event on the weekend where a lot of amazing people were there, and that's what it really it's all about. So if they want to take shots at us, it doesn't even matter. And I don't even think it's at us. I think it's at bloggers in general, right? Oh yeah, like, of if course. If you're writing for the Athletic, I consider the Athletic to be our peers, right? I've got no yep. beef with the Athletic. I subscribe no. to the Athletic. I don't care. Love Willis. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. I like Myrtle. I like everybody there. Everybody's fine. It's fine. Love low tide. Everyone's love low tide. Um, it's disjointed. Right? It's not taking a look at the realities of 2018 and deciding what needs to be done to grow the game. Right? But who cares? The funny thing about Oilers Nation over the last 10 years that will continue to be more hilarious than every passing year is despite ham-fisted efforts to prevent us from being in the game, it's all about Oilers fans. It's not about us. No. It's not about, with all due respect, beats. It's not about any of the goofy shit we do to make the team seem more interesting in a down year. It's the fact that people love the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Yeah. And we will continue. To and we love the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. To our bones. Exactly. That's the thing that when he said experts out there, I kind of laughed because I First don't. First of all, think... we're not experts to shit. Yeah. No, no. That's I, can... I knew he wasn't. Or talking experts about... at being fans. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> wasn't talking to us specifically because there's no self-proclaimed yeah. expert. No, I can barely run my own life. Yeah. Um, the funny thing I thought about is we're just fans with a substantial soapbox. Yeah. I love the Oilers. Yeah. I don't pretend to not be biased. I am biased. Yes. I get pissed off when they do things that are annoying. I love when they do great things. And I buy merch. I buy tickets. What are we talking about here? Nobody's an expert. We're fans. We love the team. Mm -hmm. We love the team. And if they don't want us in the room, that's fine. I'm still going to go round up 3,000 nation fans and eat beets. And we're all going to talk about it. And we're going to have a good time. And that's what it's all about. And that's why the internet is so great. It's because it allows this to happen it allows the community to get together and have these conversations and make that content this is why i you know looked at different industries that i could get into early on where did i want to make my career it's technology because who you know is of no importance what you know on the internet is what's important and that's why netflix can disrupt blockbuster and that's why Amazon can disrupt the entire global supply chain. It's not because Bezos is like a fifth-generation retailing genius who was friends with the Rockefellers and dumb shit like that. It's because it's a meritocracy online. And whoever's going to provide you know, the best product or the best content or the best whatever wins. We don't have to be in the room to be bigger than the journal and the sun sports sections combined times a high multiple, as we know that we are. Yeah. All I'm saying is it's hilarious that you... <laughs> That you'd like spit at that and be like, ha, you fools, get out of here. We're like, okay, I guess we'll just go back and keep loving the Oilers over here. Yeah. If that's the problem that we love them to be, love them so much that we have scorching hot takes every now and then. Or all the time. Or all the time. So be it. And we want to play GIFs that they don't like when other teams score or when we have OT pity point dances and we do all the thing that make terrible hockey games fun, then too bad. It's funny that the Oilers are like irrelevant in many respects to being an Oilers fan in that regard, right? Like, we'll just make our own fun over here making loosely based gifs off of you losing all the time. Yeah. Well, think about it the other way. What if we weren't around? Who would be keeping their community alive and engaged and having fun with the Oilers through the Aikens era, through the 10 years of nothing? The Oilers would have, man. Of course. Yeah. Of course they would. Haven't you seen the recent take on the Inside the Arena Tour? You can watch on EdmontonOilers.com, and then there's a link to purchase Ice District merchandise. They got this under control. You're welcome, Oilers. That's all I'm saying. You can say whatever you want about bloggers and blah, 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 and assholes that call themselves bag milk on the internet. 
and it's stupid and I recognize how dumb it is and we're going to keep doing it and we're never going to stop because we're fans and you can't get rid of us. I think exactly. And I think I think of us and them as like we're separated by like a 300 foot wall and we're on our side. <laughs> yeah. and we're just like meh and they're on their side and they're not caring and that's about the end of it. Exactly. Who cares? We're having fun doing what we're doing. doesn't matter what they think. You know, the community is, you know, in terms of like the volume of people that are part of this community just validates the fact that, you know, we've got a good thing going and, you know, we'll just keep rocking. I wish, I wish one day we lived in a world where the Oilers organization wasn't an impediment to being a fan of the Oilers on ice product. That's a good point. Those would be fun days. Oh, it's, we had a brief snippet when? in terms of like the on ice product of it being awesome to be an Oilers fan. Oh, it's amazing to be an Oilers fan. I just mean that like, it'd be nice if we were working together. Is all I'm saying. Or if there's we so much awesome shit we could be doing. Right? If we, we weren't just treated like assholes, despite the fact that we're all pretty nice people. Well, I think you're a jerk. But Thank you. That, I am. It's, it's, it's my... all your damn beats. Yeah. But in any event, that's not the worst of the week. No. Worst of the week, Jay? What do you got? Oh, what did we talk about to begin opening up the worst of the week? I think I was all on board on that, but I it was to... just McClellan calling us all. Yeah. Crimes. Yeah. Uh, worst of the week. Well, also is the season being over. Like it's now sad. Now yeah. we're in off season mode. Yeah. The only you thing know, worse than no others ho- or bad Oilers hockey is no Oilers hockey. And also like the obvious, this is outside of Oilers, but the Humboldt thing yeah. is terrible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's also sad that the season's over and now we have to, you know, now, now I've gone through my mental reset where I'm now deliriously excited and overly, you know, ambitious of what the team's going to do next year. So now like counting the seconds for when the, the, the puck drops in, in Sweden, which hopefully we can uh, somehow find a slow boat over there. And yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stow away on a commercial game. aircraft. But uh, yeah, that'd be, that's both my positive and my negative for the, for the week. I'm going to say my worst of the week is first of all, signing the Jersey was t- like, that's yeah, I'm that sorry, was... Jordan for ruining your Jersey. Yeah. Uh, planning a draft party coming up. We're going to collect ourselves a little bit. Yeah. We're going to plan another draft party. I thought we were done with these. Like it, it was, yeah. God, I, I, I thought I thought we were done. You know, what I mean, like I thought maybe we could just kind of have, uh, hey, we're gonna watch the draft. Of course, we're gonna watch it. Come hang out, but we're gonna throw a draft party. You know, we are. You gotta keep throwing draft parties, buddy. Yeah, draft parties are the bomb. Question uh, regarding the last party's gear. I thought we we're gonna have the names of all the memes we'd made on the back of the shirts. Yeah, we do. The ones I saw at the house, they had they were blank on the back. Oh, that so we have two shirts. Oh, we've got the one that uh, we got uh, to give away with all the bags, ah. and then we've got the ones, the actual 10th anniversary shirts uh, that we've uh, released for sale that have got like all of the 10 oh, years. Gotcha. Yeah. Mandy's was wearing one on Saturday night yeah. with all the all the hashtags and all that stuff, and I just I was reading through it, and oh boy, are we dumb people! Oh, it's and great! It's oh, yeah. the best thing. You can ever. never take that from us, JJ. It's it's some of the things that we've just kind of gotten into the Oilers vernacular is just hilarious to me. If you're listening right now, and first of all, if you are, I apologize. I don't know how this message got to you. <laughs> Hit it, tweet at us and tell us what your favorite one of the memes of the taglines of the last 10 years were. Go look at that shirt on, uh, on Nation Gear at Oilers Nation and tweet us what some of your favorites are. We'll pick somebody out of the group. Yeah. What, what about should we go around the table and say uh, put our votes in for what we think is? Let's do it next week. Let's let's okay. let people take a look and take a look at all the different nonsense we spat out. There was a lot of really funny stuff. Wanye should be obvious, but we'll see if it still has legs within his. Uh, yeah, his, yeah, his, yeah, his, yeah. His... I moved on, but yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I was so, proud to have a few on there. Yeah, yeah. 
it's been a weird ride. It's weird a, fun, fun ride. It's weird that like the nation content predates a lot of stuff that we now take for granted. Like when we started doing this, I'd never seen a meme. Yeah. Right? But we were making memes. Like we were making gibberish type content before memes came out, right? And like, you know, funny videos and stuff like that. When we first started making them, like the stop jumping video yeah. that we made to predate the launch of Oilers Nation. That is buried somewhere in the dark side of the internet there that we cannot find. viral videos. In I those know. Days. It was just like, we'd like to see a video with the gladiator theme that tells fans to stop jumping off the bandwagon, right? It's cool to see how like a cottage industry of gibberish and memes have sprung up around uh, kind of fun on internet content and we were able to slot that in and looking at all the meme titles, right? Yeah. I remember making that uh, Nuge for Calder video. What would that have been like? Oh, seven years ago now. Was that to like promises? The that Nero one song? was, uh, no, that had like, I put some kind of movie trailer soundtrack. Oh, music. oh that's right. The yeah. Inception theme. That was a different one. That oh. was, uh, we made two, hmm. two Nuge for Calder. So there was the Inception theme and then I just had some other generic kind of license free music. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, yes, absolutely. yes, license free. Well, boys, I think that'll be it. That was a good show. Thanks to everybody's listening. Shout us out. Send us some tweets if you take a look at the old nation gear there and tell us what the favorite meme that got you through the decade of darkness or tagline rather was. And we'll uh, we'll send somebody next week some nation gear. And that's about it for this week for the Real Life Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com.
the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.